All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast. Today, we have a lot of content to get through, obviously, with NFL Sunday happening yesterday. And uh, we'll be recapping some of those games, talking about some of the various highlights, things like that. Uh, later in the week, we will do uh, some more content to get through all the different storylines that we feel uh, need to be discussed. We'll do a hype by or sell. Uh, you know, obviously, with week one, there's tons of hype going around. Oh, this player's a breakout. Oh, this player's doing this. Oh, this guy's a bum. Hold your horses, guys. We'll figure out if that's actually true or not, at least from our opinion. Uh, so yeah, with that being said, we'll jump right into it here with uh, the first game of the week. Aurora was super excited for football. She wore her referee outfit all day and uh, was calling, uh, you know, penalties and things from the sideline. You know, every time they called up, uh, you know, and needed a review, she was always there to answer the call. Uh, even though she actually didn't get a phone call, uh, she was she was there and ready just in case the NFL wants to know. So. First off, the Cardinals against the Titans. Man, this happened, and, you know, every I don't think anybody really predicted that uh, the Cardinals would end up destroying the Titans. Destroying the Titans the way that they did. I mean, they came out and dominated the game right from the get-go. Um, the main feature here, you know, that I'm going to tell you guys is that Derrick Henry did not look like Derrick Henry. It was it was scary. It was scary uh, for for fantasy managers and things like that 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 have share in Derrick Henry. You've got to be concerned a little bit because everybody's always thinking when is Derrick Henry going to hit the wall? Okay, and literally hit a wall. As in everybody just stacks the wall against the Titans and can they beat you in the air? This was a game where he became really ineffective. He had 3.4 average yards per carry, 17 carries total for 58 yards that, that's not very good his longest run was 19 yards which you know we expect to see at least one of those every game out of him you know a 15 plus yard run but man you know receiving wise the offense just didn't get it done i think there's still some chemistry things to work out there with julio jones um you know aj brown you know a lot of those guys here's the thing a lot of teams didn't get a lot of reps in the preseason like they normally do i think this is a game that showed that rust out there it showed that those people needed to get acclimated together and they didn't get that time in the preseason that they they really could have used that was the big story for me here um overall is that for the titans it really looked like they were rusty whereas you know kyler came out there and did his thing He's familiar with Chase Edmonds. He's familiar with DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Christian Kirk. He's familiar with these guys. So, obviously, they did fine. But I think the introduction of, uh, you know, Julio Jones definitely changed some things up for the Tennessee Titans. And they're just going to have to figure out how to fit him in, how to make the offense, you know, scheme to be the most efficient that it can. So... That's really what we're looking for there from the Titans. I think they will bounce back, but the Cardinals are legit. You know, their defense, anytime you can hold, anytime you can hold Derrick Henry, the monster runner in the NFL, to under 60 yards rushing in a game, you have an amazing defense. You do. You, you put an amazing defensive show out there, and we expect to see this again throughout the year. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins did his thing, you know, uh, six, eight targets, six catches, 83 yards, 
you know, two touchdowns. I mean, that's that's going to be the consistent guy for the Cardinals every week. We know that. Christian Kirk stepped up in a big way. Some people were expecting him to be fourth on the depth chart at wide receiver, not really do much. He had five receptions on five targets, 70 yards, two touchdowns as well. Christian Kirk was the guy for this team besides DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it was a one-two punch with them two, and that's what they expected to see when they drafted Christian Kirk. So they finally got what they were expecting out of him. Um, Rondo Moore stepped up and played really well. You know, he had five targets, four catches, uh, 68 yards. So that, that was pretty good outing by him. And A.J. Green, you know, still looking a little old, a little rusty there. But, hey, he caught his two catches on six targets. So, you know, not that great accuracy to him. But 25 yards, uh, no touchdowns. So, yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray did his thing. This is the guy that is really going to make an ascension this year, guys. And and we believe that. We have a lot of shares in him in fantasy. Uh, we believe that this guy could, could really make a huge impact throughout the entire year. He has the ability to pass the ball very well and efficient, but he can run the ball as well. You know, he only had five carries for 20 yards in this game, but hey, they were up most of the game. He probably didn't have to do that much. Now, in other games, we'll see. He might have to scramble a little bit more. But overall, very efficient day. He did throw one pick, uh, you know, four touchdowns for him on 289 yards uh, passing. Took a couple sacks, not too bad. Uh, but on the other side, again, that defense was getting Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he was giving him fits. Okay, 21 for 35, 212 yards, 6.1 average depth per target, one touchdown, one interception, six sacks for 56 yards. Guys, that is telling right there. That is telling right there is those sacks. So, um, man, got to get some protection to Ryan Tannehill to keep the him from getting grass all over that jersey. Next up, we'll talk about the Jets and the Carolina Panthers, okay? Jets-Panthers was a great game to watch. Uh, it was it was a pretty good game to watch for, for us here at the channel. We really like to see a lot of young players. We like to see development. We like to see development of teams. Uh, you know, just progressing themselves and be get, getting better. And these two teams definitely have gotten better from last season, both of them. Uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey coming back will make a big difference on one end for the Carolina Panthers, but they have a young wide receiver that is do looking pretty good. They also have a really young defense that has grown, and I think they showed a lot of growth in this game. Okay, Zach Wilson on the other side, along with Michael Carter and uh, Elijah Moore, our guys we will talk about. Uh, here in a little bit, but let's start with Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold looked on fire to come out the game. He played really, really well. He had one touchdown, zero interceptions. Okay, so obviously people would say, "Oh, let's get those those, those touchdowns up." Okay, look, guys, he's getting acclimated to this team. Like, I feel really good about that. Twenty-four for thirty-five. That's good efficiency there. I, I like what he did. He only took one sack, you know, for nine yards there. So that's a good QBR of you know a hundred and two. I mean, anytime you get over a hundred QBR, that's a good day. Christian McCaffrey, 21 rushes, 98 yards. What you expect from Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, nothing really, really new there. Uh, DJ Moore rushed one time for 14 yards. That was that was good for him to get some rushing yards on the board. But Christian McCaffrey led the way as well in receiving, which I think was a little unexpected to an extent. I thought people would think they would throw the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe DJ Moore, one of these guys, would be someone that he honed in on as far as Sam Darnold, but. This just shows that Sam Darnold really needed that nice check down back that he never got out there in New York. You know, he never got that nice check down back. So if the line does break down, he's got somebody to go to. And this is a team that gave him a little more time in the pocket, and he played well. 
So, you know, Christian McCaffrey led the way, nine catches, 89 yards, uh, average of 9.9 debt per target. Um, what, what more can you say? He caught every reception, every ball thrown to him. DJ Moore, six for eight, uh, 80 yards. Robbie Anderson, one reception for 57 yards and a touchdown. If you're going to catch one ball, that's the ball to do it. So, you know, I had him on some fantasy rosters, things like that, um, and, and that really made a, a big difference. So good job by him. But Terrence Marshall had six targets, guys. This is the second most targeted wide receiver on the team. Look for Terrence Marshall to get more run as the season even goes on. That's three catches on it, uh, 26 yards, averaged up per target 8.7. That's pretty good. I would expect Terrence Marshall to really step up and maybe, maybe even be the second wide receiver on this team moving forward so moving to the new york jets because we have a few players to talk about here uh zach wilson 258 yards uh two touchdowns one interception six sacks for 51 yards guys it's the same story if you can't protect your quarterback it's going to be the same thing that happened with sam darnold that's all i have to say it's the same thing that happened to sam darnold and i really think guys at some point the Jets are going to look back. The Jets fans are going to look back at some point this season and say, man, maybe it wasn't Sam Darnold. Maybe it was all these line issues that we had. Okay? Because if Zach Wilson's going to go out and get sacked six times for 51 yards every game, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. Now, he did look better. He did look better out there. You know, he, he threw one pick. I get that, but he threw two touchdowns. You know, there's plenty of games that Sam Darnold didn't get a touchdown in there. I think their line is a bit improved. I think that's what makes that difference there. I think that helps, but it's still it's still something where at some point this season, I really think that Jets fans are going to have to take a step back and say, you know what? Maybe it wasn't Sam Darnold. Maybe it wasn't that guy we were hating on the whole time as a reason why we were losing games. You know, rushing wise, they didn't really get anything going as a team combined. They had 50, 45 yards. I mean, you had 45 yards. Like, that's nothing. Christian McCaffrey doubled up on your team in rushing by himself. Okay. that That's a poor excuse of rushing. And again, it's the offensive line. What do you expect to do when your offensive line is doing nothing? So late in the game, Zach Wilson started getting going. Uh, he started getting a rhythm to him, seeing what the defense was looking at. Uh, or, or showing to him he was looking at it and really seeing what the defense was giving him made some really good plays Corey Davis was a big highlight for this team five catches 97 yards and two touchdowns okay this guy was a monster yesterday I had him in a lot of my fantasy leagues um, Aurora had him in a lot of her fantasy leagues um, you know we really really believed in this guy going into the season and so because of that, you know, we, we were really excited to see him have a really good day. But, you know, outside of that, there's not all that much. I mean, Braxton Berrios, who we don't think is going to have consistent solid play, was the second receiver on the team, seven targets, uh, five catches, 51 yards, and no touchdowns. I, I mean, this might be that solid check down guy that he needs until Jamison Crowder comes back. But I, I just really didn't see all that much from you know, this team receiving wise, that would make me think, okay, they've really, really progressed. Now, when Jamison Crowder comes back, that will be a different story. This team will be a different receiving core when Crowder is back, but Elijah Moore did not impress. He had four targets, only caught one of those balls, you know, negative three yards. <laughs> That's not good, guys. 
That's not good at all. The one catch you have is for negative yards. So Elijah Moore, I know there's a lot of hype and everything around him, but he did not, did not impress in any way, any way, shape, or form out there in this game. Now we'll look for that to bounce back a little bit. You know, Michael Carter had a bad day too at running back. You know, four rushes for six yards. So we we think that some of this stuff will you know change over the course of the year. It'll bounce back, especially for some of these rookies. But definitely a tough tough outing for their young players that they expected so much from in the skilled positions outside of Zach Wilson. But he Zach Wilson looked really good. Expect this team to get better and better as the season goes on. And, you know, maybe even put up six, seven wins throughout the season. Who knows? I, I really think they have a shot to do that. Now, very good game between the Vikings and the Bengals. Guys, this game, I... I thought that the Bengals would come out and play pretty well. I thought they would struggle in the beginning with Joe Burrow, you know, not getting a ton of reps in the preseason, you know, coming back from that injury. And here's the tale of the tape. Any team that has their quarterback out there getting reps and the other team is not during the preseason, the team that didn't get any reps during the preseason is definitely hurting. So for all you coaches out there that said, I'm not going to play my starters, I'm not going to play my starters, I'm not going to play my starters, all preseason long, and you didn't get them meaningful reps out there during the preseason, man, karma is a female dog because your teams looked rusty. The Minnesota Vikings looked rusty in this game, um, mainly on the defensive side. I mean, the defensive side of the ball, Joe Mixon ate them up, 29 carries, 127 yards. Average 4.4 yards per carry. And this guy did not lose steam throughout the game. He was still putting out great runs throughout the fourth quarter. This is a guy that needs a resurgence in his career, and this is the year to do it with a great wide receiving core. The ability to have the boxes not stacked in front of him, he has the ability to really have a breakout year this year. And we look for him to do that. Okay? So get excited about Joe Mixon. I don't think this is a you know, one-time thing. I think he's going to have multiple 100-yard rushing games this year and do really well for the Bengals. Joe Burrow looked good out there. He didn't do too much, okay? Only 27 pass attempts. That's very low from what we're seeing in the quarterbacks uh, you know, amongst all the other teams yesterday, but that's good. It's good to get him acclimated, get him into the offense, you know, get him, you know, slowly brought in here because he's definitely dealing with some psychological things from that injury. So 20 completions on 27 attempts, that's good efficiency, 261 yards, average depth per target of 9.7, which is pretty good. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, five sacks for 44 yards. So he got sacked a decent amount of times. And this is a thing that will happen for the Bengals all season long. They will have offensive line breakdowns. They will. And this is a team in the Minnesota Vikings that I don't think has one of the most ferocious defensive lines. So look for the defensive lines of other teams to eat them up. So if you have a chance to get a defense up against the Bengals, I think they're going to get a lot more sacks coming their way once they play some better defensive teams. Jamar Chase, five receptions, 101 yards. He had seven targets. Yeah, everybody's going to sit there and say, oh, the guy's a real deal. Forget about those drops. No, I wouldn't forget about those drops if I were you because I still think those drops are a big thing. I still think it's going to become a big thing. If you look at it, he was targeted the most out of all receivers. He had one major play out there, okay? Like he had a major play with Joe Burrow. It was like a you know 60-something yard touchdown or something like that. 
and that was a huge part of the yards for this. Otherwise, it was some pretty short yardage plays, and that one touchdown, again, it was long. It was 50. It was a 50-yard touchdown, okay? He's not going to have that every game, and here's the thing that I will have to tell everybody out there. Competitive balls, he's going to drop. I'd be concerned about that. He's still going to drop those balls. I have some issues with it. Look for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd to get a little bit more snaps throughout the year, or not snaps, but targets throughout the year, as Chase shows a little bit of drops and things here and there, but this offense is well-rounded. It's got well-rounded wide receivers. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase, that's a wide receiving core that you want in the league, so that's really, really good. Minnesota won't spend too much time. It looked like the Minnesota Vikings of old, except Dalvin Cook had a rough, rough day, man. A lot of these running backs coming out there expecting to have a great day did not look good, and Dalvin Cook is one of those. 20 carries, 61 yards, average 3.1 yards per carry. That's not great. One touchdown, 17-yard long. Now, this will get fixed. The Minnesota Vikings will have some good days out there, but the Cincinnati defense did a great job against this running game. Plus, they went up early, and Minnesota was fighting back, okay? And... That's when Kirk Cousins said, hey, I'm doing hero ball stuff, and he decided to try and take over the game. He went 36 for 49 attempts. That's pretty high from what we're seeing from a lot of these quarterbacks out there. Three sacks, 26 yards, pretty decent protection for him. Adam Thielen went off, two touchdowns, 92 yards on the day, nine catches on 10 targets. What more are you going to say? Osborne had nine targets. Justin Jefferson had nine targets. I mean, he was sharing the wealth from a target standpoint when it came to this team receiving wise look for these uh catches or not catches but look at these passing attempts to go down as they are in games a bit more and they run the ball more so don't take this as oh they're going to be a shootout team they're going to be passing the ball you know 35 plus times a game every single game or even 40 plus times every game no i don't i don't see that okay i don't see that so this is probably an outlier again they didn't play a lot of their starters they looked rusty coming out of the gate and they'll get things going as the season gets progressing, look for this team to bounce back next week and have a better game. Jacksonville Jaguars up against Houston, Texas. Man, Jacksonville Jaguars had a lot of promise until Urban Meyer decided to screw everything up. Guys, the first two drives of this game, Urban Meyer did not run the ball once. Okay, First two drives of the game, did not run the ball one time. Okay, And when he decided to, the first run was to Carlos Hyde. He gave Carlos Hyde nine carries. For 44 yards, 4.9 average yards per carry. What the heck has James Robinson done to you, Urban Meyer? What has James Robinson done to, you know, just insult you? Because you are giving this guy who showed amazing potential last year zero chance to be a factor. This is so frustrating to me. James Robinson deserves to be the lone back out the backfield for what he did for this team last year. And there is no loyalty shown to the players in Jacksonville. No loyalty. That's been the problem with this organization. That's the problem with both these organizations, the Texans and the Jaguars, and it needs to get fixed. It needs to get fixed right now. James Robinson needs to be the guy getting more carries out there, not Carlos Hyde. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's no wonder you got nothing going throughout this game, okay? 4.9 average yards per carry is pretty good for Carlos Hyde. Don't get me wrong, but James Robinson averaged five. He averaged five yards per carry. So he, he looked better yards per carry. Trevor Lawrence looked up and down. He had three touchdowns, but he threw for three picks, okay? He's definitely trying to figure out the NFL game. Don't worry about that. He will get some things going, and he will be an efficient NFL quarterback. He will be, he will be suitable, but as we told many of you before the season started, he was not the number one quarterback on our board, 
And a lot of the things that he messed up on in this game were the exact reasons for that, okay? Some misreads, some missed target throws. He does have some inconsistencies when he's throwing the ball, and that's something you can't do from the NFL standpoint. He threw the ball 51 times. That's really, that, that's a lot. That's, that's a ton to throw the ball out there. He probably led the league in passing, you know, passing attempts. But 332 yards, you expect that with 51 attempts. 28 for 51, that's not a great percentage. He was sacked only one time, guys. That's a pretty clean pocket for the guy. He had a pretty clean pocket and still didn't perform all that well. Look for him to adjust and get better. Don't get us wrong. We we are, you know, pretty high on him from a, a rookie quarterback standpoint. But this is not going to be an Andrew Luck, and we said that from day one. Everybody else is saying it's going to be Andrew Luck. I don't see that happening, especially after this first game. Receiving-wise, LaVisca Chenault needs to get more targets because he had nine targets for seven catches. DJ Chark out targeted him 12 targets three catches guys dj chark only had three catches that did not look good for dj chark it's clear that him and trevor lawrence need to get some more time together and again if you're not getting reps in the preseason it's going to hurt you james robinson did pretty good three catches 29 yards from a receiving standpoint so that's nice that he did get you know some work from a receiving standpoint but we need to see that change guys uh marvin jones yeah, he had five catches on nine targets. Again, not very efficient from a passing standpoint. You want to see that catch radio, catch ratio go up a bit. And again, it's the people that didn't get to play all that much time with Trevor Lawrence. You can't expect Trevor Lawrence to go out there with guys he didn't get a chance to throw to and look really good. So get these guys more reps in the preseason. Get Shark and Jones more reps. I know they were injured and things like that, but that's going to hurt you going into this first game. And maybe you don't make them a focus of the offense in the first game. Let LaVisca Chenault get more reps because he's familiar with the quarterback. Okay. Overall, yeah, Trevor Lawrence looked okay. He looked okay. But jury's still out. He, he could look like this the rest of his years. He could look the rest like this the rest of his career. So let's take some time and wait a little bit on this. On the other side of the ball, Houston, Texas, man, they played great football. They were ready to take it to them. And Urban Meyer clearly did not have a good game plan in place for this because he went up against a horrible defense in the league. He went up against a depleted offense in the league and got thrashed, okay? Mark Ingram, 26 carries, 85 yards. Seriously, you let Mark Ingram get 85 yards up against your team from a rushing standpoint? What is wrong with you? This is horrible. This is horrible. Urban Meyer needs to change his entire philosophy because this game was awful. Awful. You know, maybe they could have used Tim Tebow out there to coach because, you know, Urban Meyer definitely wasn't doing a good job of it. Okay. Tyrod Taylor played good. He played consistent and he didn't lose them the game. That's what he's there to do. Guys, two touchdowns. No interceptions, 291 yards, 21 for 33 passing. You know, pretty decent day. And Tyrod Taylor can continue to do that. He had 40 rushing yards. And overall, he's a versatile quarterback. He's one of these unsung guys in the league. And, and he'll continue to do well for the Texans throughout the year. So look for their offense to continuously like put up some decent points. But this defense, Jacksonville should have ate that up, and they did not. Brandon Cooks had seven targets thrown his way, five catches, 132 yards. This guy is exactly what we expected him to do. He's exactly what we thought was going to happen. He's going to be the guy, and we will see that continue to happen throughout the season. Farrell Brown and Danny Amendola uh, round out the only two notable wide receivers from the other standpoint. Both had five targets. Amendola didn't drop any of them. Farrell uh, had four catches uh, out of the five. 67 yards, and then Danny Amendola only had 34 yards. 
Um, so yeah, pretty pretty decent day for the Houston Texans. Honestly, they didn't wow anyone from an offensive standpoint. They really didn't. Jacksonville just crapped the bed. Like they just did not play well at all. And that's all we can really say from that game standpoint. Now, next up, this is one that Aurora was watching the entire game because her uh, her grandfather is a Redskins, a well, a Washington football fan, and man. This team never ceases to let down its fan base. Never ceases to let down its fan base. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out there and uh, gets hurt in the first quarter. This really hurt the team. Uh, I know Trevor Heineke came in there and and did pretty, or Taylor Heineke went in, went in there and did pretty well. Okay, Heineke came in and did 11 for 15, 121 yards. You know, one touchdown, no interceptions. That's all you can really ask from the guy. From a backup standpoint, he played very well and. If, if going forward they use Heineke, I, I think it's a toss-up. Ryan Fitzpatrick gives you certain things, and Taylor Heineke gives you certain things. They're both comparable quarterbacks. They're both going to be able to do what you need in this offense to be effective, and I think it's a toss-up. You can flip a coin and say who you want to go with each week. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick is out for an extended period of time, don't look for this team to drop a beat. I think the defense is going to keep them in games. They're going to be a good team. Calm down. Relax. Okay, This is going to be a good team. It's going to be fine. Antonio Gibson looked really good. Strong running, 20 carries, 90 yards, 4.5 yards per carry. That's pretty dang good for this guy out the backfield. Taylor Heineke had three rushes for 17 yards. And Jarrett Patterson got a couple runs for nine yards. Guys, give Jarrett Patterson a few more chances out there. Run a couple dual back sets with him. Change some things up on offense. Get these defenses thinking because you don't have enough great wide receiver play out there. So let's get Jarrett Patterson involved a little bit and you have two threats out the backfield. Maybe it'll loosen some things up for Logan Thomas and Terry McLaurin. So uh, from a receiving standpoint, talking about that, well, Terry McLaurin led the team. Four targets, four catches. He didn't Guys, he caught every ball thrown his way. Maybe you should throw him the ball a little bit more. In the first half, he didn't get any targets. Guys, no targets in the first half for Terry McLaurin. You're a breakout player last year. What is wrong with you? You've got to change his offensive scheme. You got to get some things going to him. Even if it's some of these, you know, short slants or it's some of these, you know, screen passes, get him involved early on. This offense looked dead until the second half. Terry McLaurin had 62 62 yards. Look for that to improve as they get him going early in the offense. Logan Thomas, same thing. Got to get him going early. He had three catches, 30 yards, one touchdown. This guy's got to get more catches, and he's got to get more passes thrown his way. He is an athletic mismatch for defenses, and you've got to get him more involved. Other than that, there's not really a huge thing from a uh, you know receiving standpoint for this team. Defensively, they played really, really well. Uh, they did what they needed to do. You know, they, they got sacks. They got a couple sacks on the quarterback. And, you know, overall, the defense played well. But the Chargers just played better. They really did. This team came out clicking on all cylinders. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert was out there, 337 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. He did throw that interception, and that was huge in this game. It was surprising that the Chargers did come back and win the fashion that they did. Um, but... It, it, it main part was because of Justin Herbert playing so well. He, he just really played well. He played like a full pro out there. And this is a guy who can ascend from his first year to his second year 
and and be amazing from what we saw. Austin Eckler, 15 carries, 57 yards. We'd like to get, see his carries get up a little bit more. They use Larry Roundtree a little bit more than I expected them to, and I think they need to kind of go away from that. I didn't see a lot of great stuff from him, but Austin Eckler will be able to make some big plays for you if you get him enough run in there. Okay, Receiving-wise, Keenan Allen is old reliable. Nine catches for 13 targets, 100 yards on the day. That's that's all reliable. That's that's who you know is going to get hundred. If anybody's going to get hundred yards receiving for the Chargers, it's always going to be Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, eight catches on twelve targets, eighty-two yards. This guy was involved a lot more heavily than we expected. He did get that one touchdown, uh, twenty-yard long. Jared Cook was involved really heavily as well. Eight targets, five catches, fifty-six yards. Uh, no touchdowns there either. And you know, Guyton, Palmer, all these guys got involved a little bit out there. You know. Honestly, from what I'm seeing from Justin Herbert, he is spreading the ball around and seeing the field beautifully up against a really good defense in Washington as well. Philadelphia up against Atlanta. Man, we really got to hurry things up because these teams, there's so much to talk about and we don't have all that much more time. But we'll probably go a little bit longer today just to let you guys know. Go a little bit longer because we do have a lot still to get to. Mike Davis looked pretty good. He looked pretty good out there from a rushing standpoint, but it was clear the Eagles started stacking the line. It was clear that there were some issues with Matt Ryan when it came to connecting with his wide receivers, understanding who to go to. Guys, they're just depleted from a talent standpoint receiving-wise. You know, when you move a guy like Julio Jones and you don't have a replacement for him, it's going to hurt you. I thought Russell Gage could step in and be a guy that maybe you could throw the ball to, but guess what? He only got two targets, okay? He got two targets. Cordero Patterson got two targets. Keith Smith got three Hayden Hurst got four. Other than that, Mike Davis, your running back, had six. Kyle Pitts had eight. And Calvin Ridley had eight. That's not good, guys. That's not good for the Atlanta Falcons. That efficiency is not that great. Uh, you know, 21 for 35 for Matt Ryan. You typically see that a bit higher. You typically see him throwing the ball a bit more. I don't know why he didn't get to throw the ball more in this game because they were down most of it. But he only threw for 164 yards. He's throwing Deacon Dunk plays. They don't have a guy that can really burn anyone and, and get some yards over the top they need a burner they need someone who can clear the top for you and they don't right now it's all possession guys good route runners they need a deep threat and they do not have it so even if you put russell gage out there and have him go deep every time i don't care get the defense looking like you're gonna go long average depth per target was 4.7 for matt ryan that's pitiful pitiful guys look for that to get better i think this team will fix it figure it out a bit um, Mike Davis will have some more running room in the future weeks, and hopefully he'll get going and have a, have a better season too. Now, from the Eagles' standpoint, I can tell you guys we're we've been down on Jalen Hurts. We are still down on Jalen Hurts. He was 27 for 35 uh, completion percentage. That was better than Matt Ryan, but don't get us wrong. Uh, Matt Ryan did not look good. Okay, so Jalen Hurts, I, I think he looked fine. He looked fine out there, but. Here's the thing that I do worry about. I saw some interesting plays out there from Jalen Hurts, again, that I've always saw. And I think over time, teams will get better against him and they will figure him out. And this team is not going to keep rolling like they did today. Okay? Honestly, Jalen Hurts, you looked good up against the worst looking defense of the entire league this weekend. Seriously. The Falcons look like the worst defensive team in the league. What else are you going to say about that? Like, I mean, anybody could go out there and throw good games up against them. Okay, he didn't even hit the 300 mark either. So, 
I'm just saying we're we're not downing the guy. He ran the ball seven times for 62 yards, so he did his rushing thing. Like it's definitely gonna be an offense centered around him. Look at Kenneth Gainwell though. He had nine carries for 37 yards. Look for this guy to continue getting run. He looked efficient. He looked good out there. I'm excited to see Kenneth Gainwell get a little bit more run out there. We're not huge on Miles Sanders, uh, and and we think that he's gonna wear during the season as well. And Kenneth Gainwell might get some more run as things get going. Now, from a receiving standpoint let's jump into the receivers here because there's a lot to talk about there Devonte smith looked good Devonte smith looked good jalen rager looked good you know this wide receiving core came together the way they expected it to and honestly you know if carson wentz had a chance to get some time to you know get acclimated with these guys and let them ascend a little bit i i think they would have looked just the same um, with him out there now hurts does give a different dynamic but i'm just telling you this falcons team did not look good they came out flat they didn't play their starters in the preseason just like every team that did that they came out really flat okay look for the eagles to regress to the mean a bit look for the falcons to increase to the mean a bit and play a little bit better from receiving side devonta smith did his thing six catches Eight targets, 71 yards, and a touchdown. That's a good day for him. Uh, you know, pretty good day. We liked what we saw out of him. I, I think he's always going to be a really great dynamic wide receiver. Nothing to take away from him in this performance. Jalen Rager, I think, was everything that we thought he would be as well. He's more of a possession guy, I think, than we thought. He didn't have as much depth per target than Devontae Smith, but that might also be Jalen Hurts didn't look for him downfield as much either. So six catches on six targets, 49 yards, one touchdown. That's it, you know. Um, Dallas Goddard got involved pretty well. Five targets, four catches, 42 yards. Miles Sanders, five, uh, four catches on five targets. And Zach Ertz caught both balls thrown his way. So, yeah, I mean, this team, it looked good, but there's always a caveat with this guy. So let's let's wait a little bit. Let's see what happens here um, with the teams because Atlanta looked awful, like awful. Those Those Falcons looked like they didn't have their wings on okay so it looked like they were missing shoulder pads or something out there it did not look good now the niners lions okay talk about this game guys and this was a tale of two tapes man first early on in the game it looked like the lions all right this is the lions of old this is you know this is the well not lions of old but this is the lions that we expected we expected jared goff to come out there and throw interceptions and all this stuff well then they got their act together so Jared Goff, it took him a while, but he got it going. Um, and this is a guy that when he gets enough volume, he can start to get comfortable. And honestly, he's the most dangerous when he has nothing to lose. Really. Because when he starts to play conservatively to win games, that's when he plays bad. Um, and that's why he threw the interception early on in the game. So he, he went 338 yards, uh, three touchdowns, one interception, three sacks for 20, 24 yards. So a fairly clean pocket. Um, you know, Detroit rushing wise jamal williams uh nine carries 54 yards deandre swift had 11 carries 39 yards so you know jamal williams looked better from a pure rushing standpoint but deandre swift had a huge passing play 43 yard reception out there he had eight catches on 11 targets uh led the team in targets tj hawkinson led the team uh in target or in targets from a uh actual receiving standpoint you know because uh tight ends and wide receivers included he had 10 targets eight catches for 97 yards one touchdown now jamal williams uh 
was right there too. So if you take the entire backfield, that's nine, that's 20 targets out of the backfield. This team just wasn't getting the ball down the field, but it can be efficient that way. You can be very efficient by making the check down plays, and that's what Jared Goff is good at. So this team has a sneaky ability to get some wins this season if they can you know, check the ball down, do the right things, and not make turnovers. And they did a decent job of that in this game, and it showed because the final score, they had a chance. They had a chance late in the game. That's all you really want from them. On the other side of the tape, San Francisco, man, they looked really good coming out of the gate. Um, and then, you know what? Kyle Shanahan basically said, you know what? I want to make my job harder. I want to make my job more pressure. Let me put Trey Lance in. Let me put Trey Lance in on plays in the red zone. Why would you do that? You're sitting there and you're setting yourself up for these fans to hate you. Kyle Shanahan, you're setting them up to hate you. Because what did Trey Lance do? He came out there, he threw one pass for one touchdown. Okay? You're setting your fans up to hate you. Again, I'm going to say that over and over. You're setting your fans up to hate you. Because Trey Lance looked really good in that one play he's out there. And that's all it takes for 49ers fans to sit there and be like, what are you doing? Play Trey Lance. Guys, this team looks good. They look solid. Jimmy Garoppolo went 17 for 25. That's very efficient football. One one touchdown, no interceptions, 314 yards. That's 12.6 average depth per target, which is great. One sack. He looked great, guys. He really did. He looked really, really good out there. And so I, I'm, I'm high on Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense. I think that's what they need is consistency. Trey Lance can, can lose them games just as much as win it right now. I'm not saying that he will. We haven't seen enough of the guy, but he could. Now, rushing-wise, man, Raheem Mostert went out early in the game. That was a real bummer for a lot of people. Uh, you know, We really thought this would be a big, big day for Raheem Mostert. And again, that injury bug just keeps fighting in San Francisco. Um Trey Sermon did not suit up in this game, and so they were left with Elijah Mitchell to lead the running backs. He had 19 carries for 104 yards. This guy looked good out there. He looked really, really good. Trey Sermon may not get some run if Elijah Mitchell keeps looking like this. That's 5.5 depth per target, or uh, average yard per carry. That's huge. One touchdown, 38 was his longest rushing attempt. I mean, come on. Give the guy what he deserves and give him a chance in the next game to split backs with uh, split carries with Moster if Moster is back and if Moster is not back, let Elijah Mitchell run the show because he looks really good uh, and and he deserves to get have a chance at it uh, instead of Trey Sermon coming in and automatically getting carries right now. Receiving wise, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, man, he looks so good out there. He got 12 targets his way, nine receptions, 189 yards. Average depth target of 21, which is insane. 79-yard long, uh, one touchdown. I mean, this guy did everything. He really showed that ascendance from a receiving standpoint. You know, Ayuk obviously wasn't wasn't there, and so that maybe shed some more targets his way, and I think that will balance out a bit more. So look for him to get down to maybe, you know, seven, eight targets every game once Ayuk comes back. But that's really it from the receiving standpoint. George Kittle did his normal thing, you know, four catches, five targets, 78 yards. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I really think that Debo's not going to continue to lead the league, lead the team so much uh, every single game defensively they did fine I think they got a little complacent uh, wore down a little bit during the game and and that really let the Lions come back but essentially the Niners are going to be okay they're going to be fine their fans are going to read into this they're going to say it shouldn't have been close we need to play Trey Lance and guys calm down relax 
Like, just chill out, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo won you the game. Just be happy with that because a lot of teams that didn't win games they were supposed to win. Now, Seahawks and the Colts. Man, Russell Wilson came out, and Russell did his thing. 18 for 23. Didn't throw the ball all that much, but he was efficient. Four touchdowns on only 23 pass attempts. Three sacks on the day. This is just a, a tale that, you know, the Seahawks just played the most efficient football that I've seen. Carson went, or uh, Chris Carson had set 16 rushes, 91 yards on the day. That's very efficient running as well. Receiving-wise, man, four catches. For Metcalf and Lockett, 106, 100 yards for Lockett, 60 yards for Metcalf on the day. Two touchdowns for Lockett, one touchdown for Metcalf. I mean, what else are you going to say? Gerald Everett got the other touchdown, and we expected him to be involved in that way. So this team just played as efficient as you can be, and that is what Russell Wilson provides to a team is efficiency. That's what he does. So, you know, it's kind of what we expected from this team, but, man, we did not expect the Colts to come out so flat. But, again, Carson Wentz didn't get a lot of run in the preseason and that will make a difference out there so you know it's it's teams that are not playing their starters they come out so flat guys Carson Wentz you know didn't get any reps with this team COVID and all that stuff played a factor for sure 25 for 38 251 yards two touchdowns no interceptions he, he played consistent solid football I mean th there's nothing wrong with the way he played um you know rushing wise they couldn't get much going Jonathan Taylor 17 carries for 56 yards. We want to see more out of him for sure. That just wasn't a really great showing that day. Carson Wentz ran the ball pretty well for himself, too. I mean, four rushes for 23 yards. Uh, Receiving-wise, Jonathan Taylor was the lead back or the lead receiver, um, you know, yardage-wise. But Naheem Hines had eight targets. If you take this backfield, the backfield led the team in carries. Again, it's check-down offense. That's what Carson Wentz does well. And they really played to his strengths. So that's really good, but look for this team to get the running game going. Look for that defense to get things going as well and be better as the season goes on. There's just a lot of issues there to start the season for them, and they will get better. Don't fret too much if you are a Colts fan. But for Seattle, anytime you have Russ, don't count yourselves out. You're always going to be good with Russell Wilson. Now, Steelers, Bills, man, this was an upset. We didn't expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to win 23-16. Um, you know, Ben Rosper, 189 yards passing, one touchdown. He didn't look good, 18 for 32. He did not look good, guys. Ben Rosper did not look good. We've been telling you guys that it, it's going to be worrisome. It's going to be a concern all year, and we still have concerns with Ben Rosberger. I, I think he's really going to have a down year and be prepared for this. Now, Najee Harris got 16 carries. He only had 45 yards. That's not good. He didn't look good either. Guys, you can't just let Ben Rosberger allow the box to be stacked every single time and expect to do well. Okay, This defense kept them in games. I mean, heck, they blocked a punt for a touchdown on special teams. That's what helped them win this game. Without that, they would have lost this game. If you're Buffalo, you've got to be discouraged that you lost this game. But at the same time, how many times are you going to have your special teams have their punt blocked? Uh, hopefully not very much, right? So Josh Allen did his thing, 30 for 51, passing 270 yards, one touchdown, uh, took three sacks on the day. Uh, Devin Singletary, 11 carries, 72 yards with Moss out. Uh, so he looked pretty good. I, I'm, I'm happy with what he did. I mean, that's 6.5 yards per carry. That looked really, really good. Uh, Josh Allen ran the ball nine times for 44 yards. Receiving-wise, Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs were the go-to guys, 13 and 14 targets apiece for them. Nine receptions for Diggs. 
eight for Cole Beasley, and both of them looked really good. No touchdowns for either of them, so look for that to maybe increase their production moving forward. Uh, I think they will continue to look better as the season goes on, and don't get too discouraged by this one game. Uh, it's definitely kind of a fluky game there for the Steelers because Big Ben did not look good. The rushing game did not look good. I don't know how they won this game. Basically, it was just the defense and special teams that won this game for Pittsburgh. That's all you can really say here. Okay. Now, Packers and the Saints. Okay, this game threw everybody for a loop. I did not see them coming out as flat as they did. But again, if you're not getting Aaron Rodgers reps, you're not getting starters reps, you're going to come out flat. That's what every team who rests their starters has done. They're coming out flat. Jameis Winston looked not so good, uh, but not so bad either. You know, I mean, honestly, from an efficiency standpoint, he only threw the ball 20 times. That's why I'm saying he didn't look good because he only threw the ball 20 times. He didn't do, have much work out there. This uh, this game is nuts that they had five touchdowns. It, like, they had five touchdowns, guys, and they only ran a total, okay, a total of, what what is that, 60 plays? I mean, it's not like they completely got so many more plays than Green Bay, which is what you would think happened, but they didn't. Green Bay just came out and played so inefficient. They really did, defensively and offensively. They played so poor on both sides of the ball. Aaron Rodgers, 15 for 28, 133 yards, average depth per target, 4.8, two interceptions on the day. That's not Aaron Rodgers. He did not look good. Look for him to turn that around, and they'll be better throughout the season. They will be a lot better, but man... You got to get your guys in the preseason. You got to get them reps because they will come out flat like this. AJ Dillon, four carries, 19 yards. Uh, you know, Aaron Jones had five carries for nine yards. Aaron Jones was the ghost of Aaron Jones. He did not look good. AJ Dillon, maybe he'll get more run going forward. I don't know, but it's definitely a tough day for the Packers. Um, you know, even Devonte Adams was held in check, five catches for 56 yards. I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, you, you got to get your team out there, get them reps. That will change things up. You know, props to the Saints. They came out. They did what they needed to do. They, they scored the touchdowns they needed to score. Maybe this is a tale of Jameis Winston. Maybe he's going to be better and he's going to play well. We're not a fan of him here on the podcast. We're not a fan of him, you know, off the field for sure from the things he's done. But, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe he turns things around and maybe he plays better. You know, the Saints organization could use that. But, um you know, overall, this was really more of a tale of Green Bay coming out and deciding not to play football today. That's that's really what happened. So, Saints played well, don't get me wrong, but if Green Bay came to play, this would be a different story. And that's the thing, they didn't come out to play football. So, the Browns versus Kansas City Chiefs. Man, we thought the Browns might take this. They came up really quick on the Chiefs, got score after score after score, and looked really good. Stopped Mahomes and them early on, but that's what happens. The longer the game goes, the more deadly the Chiefs become. They figure things out. They see what's going on. Andy Reid puts these guys in positions and schemes them the way they need to to win games. So, Baker Mayfield looked fine. 21 for 28, very efficient, 321 yards, one interception. And that one interception was the big factor of the game. Because going down in the final drive, Aurora yelled out to everyone, choke artist. And that's what happened. Baker Mayfield choked. He needed to come through at the end of the game, and he threw a pick. That's what happens. And she called it. She called it before the drive even started uh, that he would choke and he would ruin this game for the team. And they did. Now, who knows what happens when Odell Beckham Jr. comes back. I think it's going to hurt the team dynamic, and they're not going to play as well when he comes back. But overall, the team looked really, really good if they could just keep playing the same way, pound the ball, 
pound the rock, let Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt do their thing. That's the advantage this team has on everyone. Kansas City came back, looked really good. Patrick Mahomes did his thing, 27 for 36. Uh, you know, three touchdowns, no interceptions on the day. You know, Clyde Edwards, they still need to figure out that rushing game, guys. Clyde Edwards Lair still didn't look good. 14 carries, 43 yards. He, so he still did not look great out there. They need to get that running game figured out. But Tyreek Hill did his thing. 11 receptions, 15 yards, 197 on the day. That is insane. But we're kind of used to seeing this from Tyreek Hill. And Travis Kelsey had two touchdowns as well to go along with that. I mean, boom. The passing game won it for them late in the game after they got going. Okay. Essentially, that was the tale of this game. Now, New England and Miami. I'm going to hurry some things up here. New England and Miami looked great game. Great game overall. Again, we're not sold on Tua. He threw the ball only 27 times. Not great depth per target, but it was okay. One touchdown, one interception. And what we see from him, there's a lot of errant throws. There's a lot of things that go wrong when he is trying to have to win a game. When he tries to do hero ball and things like that, I really worry about him. I don't think he's going to be the guy moving forward. Again, Miami fans will be upset with me over this, but I'm telling you, I did not like what I see. Yes, you won the game, but look at the tape. Look at what he did. If it wasn't for a fumble on the running back side, New England would have won this game. And so your defense bailed you out. Is that what you're going to want from a guy who you expect to be a franchise quarterback? Is the defense to always bail him out? I wouldn't want that if I'm you. And that's what I'm seeing is that that's how they need to win games. Mac Jones looked really good out there. He got things going. He played so efficient. And after the, the first half, they really opened the reins for him and said, all right, go out, do your thing. And he did it. One touchdown, zero interceptions, 281 yards one sack for 13 yards clean pocket for him you know Damian Harris ran the ball pretty well except for the one fumble that he gave up uh at the end of the game and and that really really hurt the team so that fumble changed the whole dynamic of the game they would have won that game if it wasn't for that they were driving down the field looking good um yeah receiving wise I mean they spread the ball they shared it well telling you Mac Jones looks really good he looked the best out of any rookie this first week of football looked the best and we'll be posting some stats and things like that for you guys to check out on our facebook uh so check it out as we post stats about these various rookies and teams like that we'll post some interesting stats for people to follow things about target share and stuff like that those are the things to really watch for with a lot of these players that people really overlook right so the broncos against the giants this kind of went how we expected it to team looked rusty on the giant side you know again maybe some missed reps and things like that with galladay and some of these guys out during the preseason um they looked flat, whereas the Broncos did not. Broncos looked really good out the gate. They played really, really well. Uh, you know, one thing I will tell you is Teddy Bridgewater looked good. He did his thing. Uh, you know, QBR of 95, that's great. Javante Williams ran the ball more than any running back on the team, so he led the team in carries, 14 yards, 45 yards, uh, 14 carries, 45 yards on the day. Okay, that's not bad. That's pretty good for this young rookie. He's going to learn things and figure it out as it goes. But Melvin Gordon had one great run. He had a 70-yard rushing attempt. If it wasn't for that rushing attempt, Melvin Gordon wouldn't look like he did so much better than Javante Williams. So look for Javante Williams to continue gaining edge as this team goes forward um, in the rushing attempts. Let's look for him to maybe take over that backfield fairly soon. Okay. Um, Receiving-wise, Jerry Judy looked good. Noah Fant looked good. 72 and 62 yards on the day for those two guys. Look for them to continue succeeding as this team moves forward. Man, from the Giants' standpoint, got to get Saquon Barkley in there and get him reps. I know they had him in limited fashion, but they got to make him more of a threat as it goes forward. This team will get better. It will improve as Saquon Barkley gets more healthy and as these receivers get more reps with Daniel Jones. 
But uh, you know, Sterling Shepard led the team in targets, led the team in carries. I don't or and receptions. I don't think this is a fluke. I think that's going to continue to happen. I think Daniel Jones loves Sterling Shepard. If you look back at the past, he's always led the team in carries and things, receptions and targets, and that is because Daniel Jones loves Sterling Shepard. Look for that to continue to happen. I don't think he cares about the talent of Kenny Galladay. He cares about who he's comfortable with. Last game we'll talk about was the Sunday night game, and this was a pretty decent game for most of it until, well, basically after the first half because we all knew the Los Angeles Rams were in control. We knew they were going to take control. Matthew Stafford came out showing really well. So did the the Bears. David Montgomery had an amazing run to start the game, you know, 41-yard run to start the game. Um, and then as soon as that drive ends, Matthew Stafford goes out and throws a touchdown to Van Jefferson on a 67-yard bomb. Okay, what are you going to do? Matthew Stafford did Matthew Stafford things. Okay, Matthew Stafford, we told everybody that this was a huge turnaround when he went to Los Angeles Rams and they are now Super Bowl contender. We said that from day one. We still believe that. He's going to look really good. He's going to be great. This team is really, really good. 16 carries for 70 yards for Daryl Henderson. One touchdown on the day. You know, he, he did fine. He did his thing. Uh, this team was rolling on all cylinders. Let's see what happens when they're in a little bit of, more of a shootout. Um you know, maybe Daryl Henderson doesn't get as much run, but you know, Robert Woods uh, looked fine. He did his thing. I think he'll get more carries, uh, more targets as the season goes on. Cooper Cup led the team in targets, led the team in receptions, 108 yards on the day on seven catches, one touchdown. Looked really, really good there. Tyler Higby is a tight end you might want to pick up in fantasy. Looked really good in this game also from WKU, where I went to school. Um, and then Andy Dalton, man, he did his thing, but again, it's another coach saying, I want to make my job harder. Let me put Justin Fields in there for a few plays. And yeah, he looked really good. He looked really good. He rushed in for a touchdown, guys. What are you going to do? You, you're putting these guys in, and you're putting more more pressure on you. I don't think if I'm the Bears, I'm going to switch quarterbacks because I think I looked good. I think you looked really good in this game. Yes, Dalton threw an interception, but that was on a tipped pass and whatever. That, uh, that wasn't really fully his fault. Look for the Bears to continue going Andy Dalton next week, and I think they'll get that win over the Bengals because they did look really, really good out there today. So that's it. We'll wrap things up for you guys. I know we went really, really long on this one. We'll try to figure out how to condense these um, you know, Sunday recaps, maybe only talk about certain games, things like that, headliners. Uh, but throughout the week, we'll be talking about other stories, other stats and news, talk about some hype, things to buy, sell uh, as we move forward. Didn't even get a chance to talk about Monday Night Football tonight. Um, honestly, our prediction is we still have the Ravens winning, even though they have a depleted team. So thank you guys so much. We have our Facebook Email below, reach out, let us know what we can do to keep the channel um, exciting for everybody out there. And uh, yeah, really appreciate all the support, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great day.